Hello, everyone. We are your hosts, Brandon and Marie. And you are listening to the Suburban Swingers Podcast. We will be telling our story of how we became a part of this often misunderstood lifestyle of ethical non-monogamy. Whether you are a seasoned swinger, a curious newbie, or simply someone with an open mind who likes to hear a good story, we hope to provide some funny, some sexy, and always entertaining content for everyone. We are just telling our own story, our own way, as we experienced it. For us, this lifestyle is about exploring and redefining the traditional views of relationships. We embrace the connections that we make with like-minded individuals and couples, while maintaining communication, trust, and respect for all involved. We are not medical or therapeutic professionals regarding sex, sexual health, or relationships, and our podcast should be listened to by mature audiences only. So, whether you're here for the juicy stories or just to satisfy your curiosity, we are here to give you the inside scoop of a couple living a life of non-monogamy. Welcome Welcome to to Suburban Suburban Swingers. Hello, listeners. My name is Marie. I'm Brandon. And we're just a couple middle-class suburban parents. We have normal jobs, two kids, golden retriever, a corner lot in our neighborhood, perfectly normal married couple, except maybe one little thing that might be a little um, abnormal about us. And Brandon, why don't you tell our listeners what that might be? I think it might be that we'd like to have sex with other people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we sure do. Living in an ethically non-monogamous space, um, it's kind of not really new to us, but it's not something I think that we thought we'd go into the rest of our marriage with. But now that we've been in it, I think that we probably will. Yeah, I think when we first got married, if you told me that I would be, or I would have the opportunity to have sex with other people in my marriage, I'd be like, you're absolutely insane. So I think it's a good conversation for for us to have and for other people to listen to. I agree. Uh, So we've had some really good experiences in what everyone calls a lifestyle. We've had some that were not so super amazing, and we're going to share all of them. I think it's really important that we are honest about our path to how we got to where we are now and the confidence that we have in each other now only comes from those experiences that we've already had. What you can expect to hear from us is us telling exactly that, those stories of um, our journey to how we got here. Probably won't be in chronological order, but it'll just be kind of stories that have happened or some things will happen in real time and we'll share those stories as well. Um, Anything else you can think that our listeners could expect to hear from us? No, I just think they can expect to hear, you know, fun, transparent, honest stories. I think you kind of mentioned it already, the good, bad, and the ugly potentially, right, that this, you know, lifestyle can bring and some of the pitfalls and, but also some of the incredible benefits too. So I think we'll cover all of that. Some of the other things that I would really like for us to be able to do is maybe bring in a couple of people that are in the lifestyle that we are comfortable with and familiar with that we're able to maybe share their stories as well. I don't know how uh, many times that will happen, but I would just love to be able to hear other people's stories. Being in this lifestyle, I don't think that we realized how normal 
people are in their real lives. You know, we've met <laughs> people that are like nurses, people that are teachers, people that are, people that are corporate executives, and they do this crazy stuff on the weekends. And so I think being able to have a voice for us, I mean, we didn't have anything like this when we first started. We didn't really know where to go, who to listen to, or who to talk to even, because we didn't know anyone else who was doing this. And so I think this might be a good avenue for people to kind of lean toward that are thinking about jumping into lifestyle or have been in it for a while or have been in it for a long time and they just want to hear a couple good stories. Yeah, I think we're here to just keep it real. I think it kind of it's maybe a little important note to just add a disclaimer. I'm not like a professional anything. I'm not a professional podcaster or uh, sex therapist or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, well, neither of us are. I mean, we're both, like we said, perfectly normal. We both work in a nonprofit. Like, it's just not something that we are professionals at. But we just think it's important for um, our story to be told. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fun experience, and I hope to tell some other people's stories, too, throughout this process. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And I think we might have some luck with that, given the amount of people that we've met who are so open and so honest. I think that's part of the draw to us continuing being in the lifestyle and kind of going to some of the events that we've been to is that the group of people that you meet are so non-judgmental. They're very open about sometimes can be a really taboo subject. People don't talk about their sex lives very frequently. And you would think in 2023, it's, I think, becoming more and more common. But I think there's still a lot of people that are very shut, like shut doors about it. Yeah, for sure. And I think just to kind of like throw a little bit of perspective on that, we live in a pretty conservative part of a state, I believe, that has, you know, some pretty traditional values. And so I think, you know, the people that we meet and interact with, it's kind of like this still this taboo, you know, like, hey, meet at a bar that, you know, is undescript, you know, off the beaten path. And I don't know, it just seems like it's still a taboo topic here where we're at. Yeah, I agree. Especially... People don't talk about their sex lives, period. But then to add in this other element of like non-monogamy, I think is would be insane for us to talk about with people. Right. To talk about sex is one thing. And usually it's the topic of like with our friends, even of like how often they're not having sex, right? right. Like that's kind of the main thing. <laughs> God forbid we ever talk about having sex with other people. I think we would see people faint and their heads would explode. <laughs> And I think they would stop being friends with us. <laughs> like, that's what I think. Yeah, yeah, probably. We have a couple of, you know, vanilla friends. Couple, we have more than a couple. We have a lot of vanilla friends. We do. But I think, like, our preferences becoming, you know, spending time with people who are also in a similar boat as us so that we can just be open and be ourselves. Yeah, I agree. I think it's more trending that direction, definitely. Not to say we're throwing our vanilla friends, you know, to the wayside or anything, but I don't know. I think we're finding a lot of fun in this pursuit of yeah. whatever this is. For but sure. Whatever it is, it's an added benefit for us. Do you want to talk about like how we started in the lifestyle? Do you think that's a good place to, to begin? Let's talk about frame of mind for where you're at in your head in our marriage, like, you know, before we started swinging. Then maybe what, was there anything that like piqued your interest prior to, you know, us going away? Sorry, are you talking about like when we started in 2020? Or even prior to that, have you thought about swinging or non-monogamy? I don't think so. I think 
you know, in college, I did the thing that many women do and they, you know, get drunk and experiment with girls and they kiss each other in front of boys to, (laughs) to like impress them. And I enjoyed that. I didn't think about it any further than that. I don't think, um, boobs are cool. And I just, I just never thought about doing much more than that. Yeah. Your boobs are really cool. Okay. (laughs) If boobs are cool, yours are really, really like Brad Pitt cool. Anyways, we digress. (laughs) So I think going into a relationship, the traditional view of a relationship is all I ever thought about. I don't think I ever considered having an open relationship. And I wouldn't say we have a necessarily open relationship now as far as like, you do whatever you want and I do whatever I want. I don't think no, that's how I'm, it goes. But no. um, I just never thought we would have um, any experiences like we have. And I think going into marriage, that's what you traditionally commit to. You commit to being in a marriage and being with one person and that's the end normal. of it. Normal. And that's normal. Yep. Yeah, that's what we all expect. Right. The frame of mind that I was in, well, before I moved to 2020, like, what did you think? Did you ever have any thoughts like that or thoughts that like maybe this might be a thing in our relationship or in any relationship that you've had? I thought like if by some grace of God, there, there may be like a threesome in my life at some point in time, like potentially just based off the information that you just shared with the audience <laughs> about some kissing and boobies are cool. Uh, yeah, I thought that maybe that in my wildest dreams, that's what I thought might be capable one time. <laughs> <laughs> but you weren't seeking out this type of relationship. Absolutely not. No. Neither was I. What was your frame of mind in our relationship when we went into this lifestyle? Let's start with a little backstory. It's 2020 and the world had shut down. And just a little bit personal information about our lives is we had a daughter in 2019. That was our second daughter. And she was a preemie. There was a lot of stuff going on with her right after she was born. And so I was suffering from major postpartum depression and anxiety. And I think that leading into the pandemic just made for a lot of different ways that our brains would have normally worked, I think. Yeah, I think there was something happened to everybody's brains during right. the pandemic. Right. I think we're all cooped up for... At the start was like, you know, I think three or four months right, to kind of kick that whole thing off. And even doing that, completely changing everybody's lives, especially, right, like, you know, our own. Um, Yeah, it was an interesting mindset to be in at that time. Let's push. Let's go to May of 2020. And we had started hanging out with a couple of people in our neighborhood. It started to get nice out. We started to see some people walking around. And at that time, we were on everyone's on a stay-at-home order. Like, basically, don't even leave your house unless you need to get groceries or gas. Seeing people walking around the neighborhood kind of gave us a little bit like, oh, man, like, maybe we can start hanging out with people. We started inviting people into the bubble is what they called it, right? Yeah, the, yeah, well, our bubble. Our, yeah. Yeah, the, so... The, the group of people that you would hang out with only. Yeah, and spend the most time with, and you don't go outside of that, right? Right. Um, we invited a couple families into our bubble, and we had people, you know, our kids were all the same age. We were hanging out. And this one couple in particular, they had two kids, our kids same age, and we were spending time, like, in our yards. Like, we would get our lawn chairs out, and the kids would play in the little splashy pool. And then, you know, we started kind of hanging out 
little bit further beyond that. I think it just becomes like a regular thing, too, because there's like nothing else going on that we could possibly do. So it's like, yeah, we're going to hang out with our with our neighbors and our friends, right? As, yeah. as Not as much as possible, but we just hung out with them a lot just because it was the only thing to do. Right. And the other family, you and he, we'll call him P, you and P were working from home. And then she, we'll call her L, L and I were furloughed. She went back to work much sooner than I did. I think she went back to work in June, and I didn't go back until September. With that, all four of us had a lot of time to spend with each other and just get to know each other, not in any particular way that's leading to the story we're about to tell, but just like as friends. We just got to know each other as friends and really started to enjoy each other's company, and it just kind of led to the familiarity there. Yeah, I think there was a good amount of time spent together to the point where, you know, when we heard that the city of Chicago was going to start opening its doors and its restaurants were going to start accepting people and bars were going to be open again, uh, we came up with a bright idea to say, hey, as soon as humanly possible, let's try to get out there. And I think we went like the last weekend in June or maybe the first weekend in July, something like that. It was July 12th. Oh, so my bad. All right. <laughs> I don't know the exact date. So we ended up doing that. City of Chicago opens up July 12th, that weekend. Oh, really quick before you hop into this, just for our audience listening, one of the best places in the world to be is in the city of Chicago in the summer. <laughs> I firmly believe that. It is. It truly shines. It's an amazing city, but then you throw some nice temperature um, and you know maybe a couple beers in a beer garden somewhere. It's incredible. Anyways, sorry. Love Chicago. <laughs> so we go, we get this Airbnb, and we were so excited because we both left our kids behind. Love our kids, but I was really getting sick of mine at that point because I've been locked in the house with them since March, and I was ready to not be with them 24-7. I think that's a really good point. I think there's like a lot of built-up, like pent-up tension of just like, I haven't been able to do anything I've wanted to for months. I've been locked in the house with these fucking kids who I love so much, but these fucking <laughs> kids, get them out of my face, you know? It's a little bit okay, of Okay, relax. That. Sorry. <laughs> no, I agree. And I think anyone who was in that position can relate to that. We got an Airbnb, <laughs> went to the Airbnb. Um, so, Mr. Chicago, can you tell us where in the city our Airbnb I'll was? I'll go ahead and, yeah, and I'll book the Airbnb. I'll plan an itinerary. I don't care. I'm a planner like that. Uh, we, it turns out when there's a global pandemic and you're just opening up for the first weekend, you can get like a killer deal on an unbelievable Airbnb. So, we ended up like booking uh, basically an apartment in the middle of the loop uh, in downtown Chicago, you know. 50-story building, and then you get to the rooftop, you can kind of look out to the lake and see the bean and stuff. So right there by Millennium Park. Yeah, which I thought was really cool. I'm not a city gal. I'm from more of a rural area to be in an Airbnb. More of a rural area. You're from a, the boonies. Okay. <laughs> just just trying to be discreet here. <laughs> just trying to be vague. About just where be I'm... who you are. Just own it. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I'm from the boonies. Having the opportunity to be in the city of Chicago at an Airbnb where there's like a rooftop access and we can go up there and drink and just like look at the city, I was blown away. I thought I was in a freaking Disney movie. It was amazing to me. Yeah, it was really cool to kind of, I remember dropping the kids off and heading down there and just thinking like, oh my gosh, we 
all of our responsibilities are gone. <laughs> what? How would that happen? And it, like as parents, it, it's just so exciting just to have that. Yeah. Just to have that release of pressure of what the fuck am I going to make these kids for dinner? <laughs> you know, or like how am I going to entertain these two all day? You know, so I never thought I would think about what to have for dinner as much as I do right now. If you think if you think you think about it a lot, <laughs> and I don't what even the make dinner, I, <laughs> I don't even cook dinner. You do. Yeah. <laughs> and we digress. At any rate, so we're back at the Airbnb, and I was marveling at the city, and it was a gorgeous, gorgeous weekend. I mean, there was not a single cloud, not a single raindrop. It was perfect weather in the middle of July. The other couple gets there. And we just kind of sat in the living space of the Airbnb for a while, just kind of chatting and talking about, I don't know how we ended up talking about our past relationships at one point, but we did. And um, just kind of like building that bond to the next level, not realizing that that's what we were doing. We are just meeting people and talking to them. We were getting ready to leave to go have dinner. And Elle made some comment. And I looked at her husband and he was like, had a confused look on his face. And I said, oh, didn't she tell you that we're swinging this weekend? And to be clear, total joke, 100% joking. I had never even discussed this, never talked about it, never thought about it. It was just a joke. And that's why it was so funny to me, because it was a complete joke that we never talked about. Why would, yeah, of course. Why would anybody be serious about anything like that? A total joke. Oh, my God. So then he looks at me and he goes, I don't know if you're serious or not. And I was like, well, I guess we'll see. Ha <laughs> ha. And then he looked really, you know, side-eye at me. And so I ran back to the bedroom that Brandon and I were staying in. And I was like, oh, my God, I think that they think that we want to swing with them. And to that, he said, Marie, shut the fuck up. Nobody <laughs> is doing anything like that this weekend. You are crazy. And I was like, but what if they do? But what if they want to? What are we going to do? Are we going to say yes? It's not going to happen. You're <laughs> fucking crazy. We've never even talked about this or thought about this. You're nuts. It's not happening. Yeah. So then I was like, all right. But I'm telling you, if it comes up, I'm open to it. <laughs> and he's can, like, we, can we let people in a little bit? Like how, how we, we had no intention of swinging that weekend, right? Like. And we had never, given the conversation that we had earlier in this episode even, just like we had never talked about it. We'd never discussed it. It's never been a thing where I'd never even known that you wanted to have a threesome. I think it's ridiculously stupid to assume that a man doesn't want a threesome. But we had never talked about it. You'd never said, you know what, this is something I'd really like to explore. Like there was never a conversation that we'd ever had. No, I don't think like I don't think I ever thought I could ask that question. <laughs> it was such an offhanded comment because we had never discussed it with them. You know, I keep saying that over and over again, but I think when you fall into something like this and it happens like just out of nowhere. And this is just our story. Yeah. I'm sure it happens way differently for other people. It does. But for us, it was a complete and total shock. We uh, get ready, we go out to dinner. Where do we have dinner? Giordano's Pizza. It was the one that was closest. <laughs> I don't want to get knocked for this at all <laughs> by any means, but that was the closest one to our area. What's your preference? What's your Chicago pizza preference? I'm from the suburbs, so 
except for the first 10 years of my life. But I'm from the suburbs, so Lou Malnati's is my go-to choice as far as like what I've had the most over my the course of my life. Okay. Malnati salad and deep dish pizza. Yeah. So we went to Giordano's. So we went to Giordano's because it was closed and we could walk there. Exactly. Continue to drink um, at dinner. Lots of pizza, lots of seltzers. I think we talked about this before. This was like the summer of the seltzer. I think everyone just started really hammering those seltzers and realizing like, oh, I can drink a couple of these and not wake up with a giant headache the next day. So this that's all we drink now. <laughs> yeah, it really has. It's, it, it had staying power, right? Like it's yeah. to, our, to this day, there's like 30 of those yeah. MFers in our fridge. 29 because I'm drinking one right now. Oh, that's right. <laughs> We go back to the Airbnb, and by this time, I think we all had a pretty good little shine on. I was pretty drunk. Somehow we ended up playing the Ellen DeGeneres like phone game where it's like heads up, and you press the thing down when you get it right. You don't press it. I think you just flip it down. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whatever. Somehow the idea comes up, let's play girls against boys, and then the loser has to kiss. What a wager for just some... <laughs> Grown parents to do. Once again, let's just circle back to tension building up, release of responsibilities, dropping off kids. You know, like, I just think there was just this desire to have as much fun as humanly possible by the four of us. Yeah. And then by the time I started drinking, I had this idea in my head that we were, that there was some, there was going to be a conversation at some point about swinging because I made it up. I felt like I made it up in my head. I do that sometimes. I have an idea. It's in my head, and then I can't drop it. By, she says she does that sometimes. She really just does that constantly. So let's clarify that as well. There's got to be a listeners. dreamer in every relationship, and there has to be a CEO. And you're the CEO, and I'm the dreamer. Right? <laughs> oh, well, there's a dreamer, and there's a... Dream killer? I don't know what if he says dream killer. Anyways, Nate Bargatze joke. Yeah. Sorry. So we... Intentionally lose. Well, I intentionally lose because I just want to kiss her. The girls, yeah. The girls yeah. intentionally lose. Yeah. And the boys were never going to kiss each other in the first place. <laughs> like, what the, what the hell were we going to do? I don't know that I would have liked to see that. <laughs> it would have been, kind of, been hilarious. <laughs> it really would have been hilarious. We're like, hey, let, let's take this up to the rooftop because we have access to this and it's going to be a cool thing. Let's acknowledge that kiss really quickly because that kiss happens down there. That kiss happens, I think, for a husband, heterosexual male. <laughs> that is like, I don't know. That was like, I thought I, that was reaching the mountaintop. It was like watching these two hot moms uh, just making out like hardcore. Like, not like you peck, you Tee-hee. gave her a peck Mwah. on the cheek. It was, you guys were like French kissing. You sure were. <laughs> it was so hot. And if you said Brandon... That's where it stops this weekend. I would have been like, I'm the happiest man who's ever lived. <laughs> but it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. And we had never, you'd never seen me act in that way before. I mean, I think I told you stories about when I was in college and like kiss girls and stuff. But I don't think you'd ever seen me in that capacity and seen me do that. No, I just had shivers. Just thinking <laughs> I about just saw your shivers. I saw capacity. your body shake. We go to the rooftop. And as we're on the rooftop... We find these two long, kind of like lawn chairs, and I'm sitting on one, and Brandon's behind me, and then Elle is sitting on one next to me. 
and this is like a, almost like a courtyard, like but on the roof where there's like different like enclaves of like seating areas. So mm-hmm. there's like you know probably four or five of them up there. And there are like four or five other groups of people up there too. At yeah, the same but not time. all of them are right next to us. Only one of them <laughs> right. is right next to us. <laughs> so then she and I start kissing again, and like Brandon's behind me, he's like rubbing my legs and like feeling me up a little bit. I'm kind of feeling like looking around at that time, being like, "How come we don't give a fuck? We like, didn't come, at all. How come none of us give any fucks?" And then I realize, oh yeah, we are all fucking drunk. Yeah, hammered. Hammered drunk. So then one of us gets the idea, you know what, let's take this back down to the room. I mean, we were up there for like half hour or something, but um, I think we sensed things were going to progress a little bit. So we went back down to the room and then I don't remember all the transitions given the state of mind that I was in, but somehow we ended up on the couch in the living room of this little apartment no sex happening all clothes still on i'm straddling brandon and like kissing him and then this other couple is directly next to us doing the same thing and then i reach over i start kissing her and then brandon takes the initiative to bring it up to the next level and i say hey hey p why don't you go ahead and grab a tit? Just offering my body to another man without my consent. Just, times were different back then, 2020. <laughs> it's you know? three years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't do that, anybody. Don't off, just like don't offer your wife's tit to anyone. But once again, I'll circle back to we were really drunk and it felt appropriate at the time. And I absolutely went with it. I was like, thank God you said that. <laughs> Is that what you felt like in your head at that time? Oh, yeah. I was like, I could not believe that you said that because I didn't know what level you were on. I had no idea what was going through your head. And so I was like, oh, my God. I can't believe it. Can we give the people like a juxtaposition of the difference in uh, feminine body types of the two women that were there? You and Yeah, go ahead. You're the expert, not me. Well, like, all right. So first off, we have my (laughs) beautiful wife, Marie, uh, about five Eight, five, mm-hmm. nine curves like a racetrack. Mm-hmm. I'm not a thin H- gal. Eye breasts. Yeah, 38 eye. They're, she has really gigantic natural breasts, mm-hmm. a line vagina, <laughs> as I like to say. I don't think anyone besides you knows that. Be- Every time like you say it. <laughs> it just looks like if you're looking at a vagina, it's just a line. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All the guys, all the guy listeners will know what I'm talking about. Line vagina. Okay. And so 5'9", voluptuous, beautiful, gorgeous face, like um, Anne Hathaway. We don't have to compare. I have my own beauty. I'm just saying that's who I think you look like if I'm giving the listeners a little insight into my brain. Okay. And then the other... Female L, she's talking like five two, longest red hair you've ever seen. Maybe not the same in the chest area, but then had a gigantic ass. Yeah, and she's far more trim than I am. I mean, she just her body responded better to babies than mine did, which is fine. You know, like I'm comfortable with my body, but I fucking love your body. <laughs> Thank you. So I think seeing you, know, she told us multiple times. Like, I don't even wear a bra sometimes because I don't have to. The difference between the two and then seeing P. <laughs> he was 
more than happy to take a palmful. More than happy. <laughs> so he did. And then I took that initiative to kiss him. I mean, you offered my body, so then I offered my mouth. And That's just what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so he and I kissed for a while, and then I ended up straddling him. And then she came over to, like, my side. And then I think at one point I looked over at the two of you just to see what the vibe was. And you guys literally just, like, shrugged your shoulders and was like, yeah, I guess. Let's go. I was such a prude back then. Just <laughs> you. She would have had to have made the first move to even for me to even think that there was consent. You know, with you, it's funny. It's just like, yeah, grab her tit. I don't give a fuck. It's her body. I don't care. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, but with... Hell, it was completely different. It was like, uh, well, it was a big difference between you know a territory we've never stepped into, as opposed to your wife, who you know and you know how I would react to something like that. Right, right, right. And I think we've used this analogy before, where you know you're always the second one to the party, and I've already cannonballed into the pool. <laughs> I like to set the bar low. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like the. Let's fucking go right now. I'm making the moves. And you're just like, I'm waiting until someone else makes the move so I don't step on any toes, so I don't hurt anyone's feelings. I think that's that's my interpretation of your second to the party, you know, lifestyle. For sure. And I think as like time has <laughs> evolved and gone on, I'm, I'm more apt to take off my clothes first now. Yeah, I would say I, I would say that's accurate. I'm just like, well, why the fuck are we wasting time here? <laughs> We're busy people, all of us. Yeah. You guys have church in the morning. Like, we gotta <laughs> do some shit tonight. Anyways, yes. back to back to Chicago. Okay, that's another story for another episode. <laughs> so, I look over and they start kissing. So, by then it's on. Like, we all end up naked, and I end up. I end up like in the kitchen with P and I'm just like, I'm going down on him. He's going down on me. He then we're in the kitchen and he turns me toward the living space and I'm bent over this kitchen Island thing. And he's just finger blasting me and I am loving every fucking second of it. Just get the shivers again. (laughs) What the fuck? And because I'm also looking over at you And you're wearing her like a helmet. Like she's sitting on your face so deeply that... Like it was some sort of monster human, like where if I had gotten (laughs) up and be like, what is that? I was just like... And then this is one of the things where I repeatedly think back to this exact moment of I'm getting finger blasted by some guy. You're eating out some other chick and I am not jealous. I look and I'm just like, this is fucking crazy. It was hot. I don't care about this. Like, I don't have, I'm not sad. I'm not worried. I don't have, I'm not mad. Like, it was aggressive that night. All of us were like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like it was fucking primal. It felt like it It was was. really a lot of like tension being released. Exactly. It felt like that. Yep. Um, Like the kissing was hard and it was like, what the fuck? I know. I know. You know, me saying, I don't remember the transitions exactly, but somehow we transition of like, okay, this part of the night is over. You know, no penetration happened, just a soft swap at this point. We're still naked. And I'm just like, so we reconnect then with our spouses. Brandon and I are in the kitchen and I'm just like, (laughs) oh my God. And we kept, I remember throughout that, those events, 
us both checking in with each other. Hey, is this okay? Are you okay? Yep, I'm good. And then we just kept going on. And so then we're in the kitchen. You end up bending me over the island as well. I thought it was a good idea what he was doing. I was like, he's finger blasting over that thing. I should probably try to fuck you over that little kitchen island. It was awesome. Yeah, it was really hard. hard. Like, it was very much like... What just happened? And just like the perfect amount of alcohol where I could just fucking pound, <laughs> you know? God, that's such a rare mix. <laughs> I think it's a good one. It's where a- you can pound and like still come though, you yeah. know? And still be fucking hella drunk. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's. It's the best. The best. Yeah. And then you go to bed after you like brush your teeth and get ready. Like, hey, let's go to bed again. And then we fucked again. Yeah. We don't do that. No. we were so horned up oh my gosh it was crazy and just in awe like i you know just such awe that like that situation unfolded happened how aggressive we all were and you know how when we were fooling around with each other's spouses and Mm -hmm. reconnecting with one another it was almost like boom we saw the benefit of everything like instantly you Mm -hmm. know where Mm -hmm. it was like oh that play led to us having like some of the hottest fucking sex we've ever had and then i think p and l also had a great time yeah we heard them having a great time that uh, night in our room down we wake up the next morning I'm hungover as fuck because I'm the worst piece of shit hungover person. You're the worst. <laughs> Thank you. You're the fucking worst. Huh? <laughs> and I admit I'm bad it. I admit too. It. I'm bad too. We got. I got a hangover story we could tell one day on this podcast. We do. I'm excited <laughs> to hear that one. But I ain't. I don't have. <laughs> Not the, today. I don't have the sheer numbers that you do. Right. Yeah. So I get up and I start cleaning up the living room. As I'm starting to clean up the living space, I look over and there were these odd, like, hangers in the living space that were shaped like hands. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was like an art fucking, what's that called? Like, where art meets utility. I don't know where. No, it wasn't even like a coat hanger or anything. They were just it fucking It wasn't supposed art. to be a coat hanger. It was just looks like hands were sticking out of the fucking wall, like four hands. Yeah, and so they were, like, curved upward. And so Elle and I hung our bras on those little hands. And I think that we had this conversation at breakfast where they were like, oh, you guys knew this was going to happen. And I was like, did you see the bra I was wearing? It was a beige granny bra. We didn't shave our pubic hairs for that weekend. <laughs> it was full bush. Listen, we're like, you know how long we've been in the game for now? Like, yeah, if we got a meet and greet coming up or something, a date. We're trimming. We're trimming. We're trimming our bushes. <laughs> and for that weekend... I was full Bob Marley down there. There's some dreads, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. Gross. So not ready for that at all. So we start cleaning up, and then Elle comes out of the room, and she looks at me, and I look at her, and I was like, what the fuck just happened? And she goes, don't make it weird. Don't make it weird. I was like, it's way weirder if we don't talk about it. And so then we just start laughing, and we're just like, couldn't believe what had happened. And like I said, we ended up, Going out to breakfast, and at breakfast, we're sitting there kind of talking about, like, how did we how did we get here? How did this happen? They told us that because we're so open in our relationship, talking about, you know, our sexual vulnerabilities and talking about things like that, they oh, thought... We're cool because they thought... Because we were cool? They thought we were putting out a vibe, is what they told us. 
And that tells you how traditional and conservative this area is. (laughs) We just like literally just wanted to see if you guys were fucking each other that often just to compare it to ourselves. Right. Like, are we fucking the same amount? Are we fucking less? Are we fucking more? Like, how is our relationship comparing to other relationships? That's literally why we talk to people about that kind of stuff. Yeah. We weren't trying to fuck you. Apparently. But now. (laughs) So (laughs) at breakfast, we're talking about that and... It could have been this thing where we're just like, oh, this is really super awkward now because that was terrible and everything is bad. But it wasn't like that at all. I feel like after breakfast, I wasn't feeling so hot at breakfast, so then we ended up going back. She puked at breakfast. Okay. I just got to come swoop in really quick. She was just so hungover. (laughs) She orders a full... Full fucking breakfast. I don't even remember. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you order the full whenever your egg, two egg breakfast that you get at every single fucking <laughs> breakfast place that we go to. You order that. You take, I watch you butter the toast like some, like, like you have, you're like you're operating a 1% battery. Like, you know, you're barely buttering this toast. You take one bite and then you just leave. <laughs> you just left. We boxed up the whole thing. And then we walked back to the Airbnb. I took some time. I refueled. I had a piece of toast at the at the room and just relaxed for a minute. And I'm a person where, like, if I'm on vacation, I do whatever the fuck I want because it's my vacation. If I want to take a nap in the middle of the day, I take a nap in the middle of the day. Now your vacation. Three other people's <laughs> vacations along with you. I know. But if sex wasn't on the table, if this crazy shit wasn't on the table, I would have said, go fucking enjoy the city. I'm taking a nap and I'll see you when you get back. But I, Brandon was like, please, please just get your shit together. Just get it together. Come yeah, on. You're a pretty selfish, hungover person. <laughs> so... I do. I get my shit together, and we go out, we do the Divi bikes, we go to Navy Pier, we do all the things. And meanwhile, the oh, yeah, section... That was a fun day. It was a great day, yeah. <laughs> like another, like, beautifully beautiful weather. Yep. Yeah, bikes on the lakeshore, riverfront, like, gorgeous, mm-hmm. yeah. And so that tension is building this entire time. Like, we're just kind of... We're flirtily... We're waiting for the night Yeah, again. we're, like, touching each other, we're, like kind of grazing against the other couples and just kind of like talking about how crazy shit was the night before and how we can't fucking wait until the next night, that night, because we're going to do some more crazy shit. I'm pretty sure I just had a boner that entire day. Just that entire day. I'm just like walking around with full erection, like (laughs) thinking about the potential possibilities of what could happen tonight. I remember going to the bathroom and just being juicy. I was just like, why... Why am I even like... <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I remember just like, how was... I'm just like wet all day, I guess. So we go back to the room. We get ready. We go out to a fancy dinner. Where did we go? Once a <laughs> Chicago guy. Yeah. Uh, a restaurant called The Girl and the Goat. She won a season of Top Chef. Oh, right, right, right. And then... I think after that, we went to a few different bars. One, like, really fancy bar we had some cocktails at, and I think we also uh, got a shot of Malort, which I think is Oh, don't you mean petroleum? Don't you mean the fucking grossest shit that anybody could ever drink? I don't know why we did it, but yeah. It's a Chicago thing, right? Total Chicago thing. Tastes like pine salt to me. 
so yeah, that was a part of the night. Um, good dinner, lots of drinks afterwards, and just kind of putting ourselves, setting ourselves right up for a, a solid ending tonight too. Yeah. I remember, uh, so I remember there was a walk back from you know one of the bars to kind of get back to the hotel or the Airbnb, and there was a point where you and L were holding hands or like locked in arms together, you know, both wearing like really flattering uh, dresses and outfits. And I just remember thinking like, there's what the fuck is my life right now? (laughs) This is amazing. (laughs) It was so cool. And we just felt on top of the world in the middle of this bustling metropolis that was dead to the world because it had just opened up. There were like no cars on the road. I feel like very minimal businesses were open. And so it was just crazy to like, be in that moment in our lives. Totally surreal. It felt surreal for those like 48 hours. Yeah. So we go back to the Airbnb. We're not playing any fucking games this time. We're getting right to it. I feel like we just, we got back on that couch and that's where night two started again and threw some music on. We had all confidently known what was going to happen. So I think a few of us groomed up a little bit in preparation for what could happen night two did you what we knew would happen <laughs> night two i'm just trying to be coy <laughs> we could not avoid it it was un- yeah unavoidable unavoidable i feel like i remember less details from night two than i do night one because night one was such a shock but yeah. like night two was equally intense yeah equally as intense still very aggressive <laughs> still very like what is this happening? I need to uh, get in as much as I can because really I'm thinking in my head like this This could be the only time we ever do this. Yeah. This could be like we get done with this and then we all look at each other and like make a blood pact and say like we don't ever talk about this ever again. <laughs> right. Any of us. Right. Take this to our graves. <laughs> what is the thing that stands out? Like what's the memory that stands out to you the most from night two? I think night two was just like immediately kind of going off with each other's yeah. spouses. We didn't waste any time with our own spouses. <laughs> no, we kind of said, been there, done that. Yep. Let's get this show on the road with these other people. And I yeah, I think there was just more time spent with that other person. Once again, for the audience's information, keeping it just still a soft swap. I think that was the discussion earlier in the day. It was like, hey, yeah. no P and Vs. Um, yeah, keep it you know, to third base. No rounding third base there. Mm-hmm. But I do remember we, um, P and I ended up back in the kitchen at one point, and I remember just being so wet and him just like sliding on the outside of me and just like want me just wanting more. <sighs> Night two ends. We wake up the next morning, go out to breakfast again, and we talk about, okay, what is going to happen now? I think all four of us had a different idea of what we thought was going to happen. I think there are a few of us that were like, yeah, I guess let's just keep going. And then a few of us were like, uh, let's not do it in the neighborhood. Let's just keep it to like a really cool thing. We do maybe once a quarter. (laughs) (laughs) And we just had all these. I think that's what it is now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, we had all these rules that were like, okay, we're not going to, we're, we're not going to have penetrative sex. We're just going to do all the other stuff. Right. No eye contact. (laughs) We're not going to, we're not going to be around. We're not going to be around each other in front of the kids. I mean, like every single rule that we made that morning, we broke. 
eventually, not the next day or anything, but like throughout the course of us having, you know, a situationship with them, we broke all the rules. We really threw caution to the wind. Yeah. But that morning we were dead set on keeping some of those rules and then talking about them when they... It, it seems so smart at the time, you really know. Did. We even like made a little note on our phones about these are the rules and we're going to stick to them. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> What were we thinking? I, I mean, know. like we were. I think we, we all had the best intentions, right? Like we yeah. all had like, hey, everybody over communicated, be on the same page. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Do all those things, and and we did, you know, for a really long time. We all over communicated. I think, not sometimes to a detriment, but most of the time, I think over communication can't be a detriment because you know that you're on the same page. Yeah, I agree. I think that transparency. Man, that's all that's all everybody has together, you know. And it's it just it's also crazy to think about how incredibly rare it is to find, you know, just a situation where four people, mutual attraction, yeah. all that stuff comes together. Just why us? I don't mm-hmm. fucking know. It just happened. Even on the drive home the next day, our kids are in the back seat just like napping away as we drive home. And Brandon and I are just like is this real? Is this real life? And we're just like giggling and teeing with each other the whole time. Like, what is our lives? Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was extremely tired on that drive home. I will say that. Oh, yeah. I fucking hate dealing with traffic in Indiana and shit. But it was still like just a shit-eating grin on my face mm-hmm. that entire time. My cheeks hurt for a while after that. It was right. just. That whole summer. Yeah. And I think, you know, kind of. Everybody understanding, like, why don't we hate each other after this? You know, like, yeah. this first couple times, like, how come nobody has any of these harboring feelings of jealousy and, like, yeah. all these other things? I don't know. It worked right. out. I think we'll talk about, you know, our situationship with them, you know, as as time goes on. That'll be, you know, a couple more episodes. More to come, yeah. First time, first experience, I think that's a good place for us to kind of um, wrap up episode one. What do you think? Yeah, I think that was a good synopsis of, <laughs> you know, a few rabbit holes, but then also just getting us the point across of our, you know, first time. Yeah. So that was the story of our first experience in lifestyle. I really want to thank everyone for listening. It was, it's really, really great to be able to tell the story and we're just having fun doing it together. We're just sitting in here laughing in our little homemade podcast studio that's in a fake closet that we haven't put anything in yet. It's a real closet. It'll be a real closet one day. But for now, we'll let Marie pursue her creative interests. Yeah. I love doing this with you. It's so fun. Thank you for taking the time to listen. We're looking forward to telling our story as time goes on. Like I said, some of them are going to be the experiences that we've already had. And then some of them in real time will kind of record as we're having experiences because... There are a lot of things that we haven't done in the lifestyle yet that we're really looking forward to, like we would like to refer to as our fuck it list. So we'd like to go to a hotel takeover, which we haven't done yet. We'd like to spend some time at a, you know, at a lifestyle resort, which we haven't done yet. There's just a lot of things that we'd like to experience and then talk about uh, on the internet. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot to explore and I think there's a lot of our story yet to tell and it. It'll be a really cool experience doing this with you. I had so much fun tonight. This is really, yeah, me too. Really fun. I'm glad that we did this. So, me yeah, too. I hope that some people will find some laughter, some, I don't know, some insight mm-hmm. um, from our stories. Entertainment, at least, right? 
At minimum. At minimum. (laughs) So thank you for listening to the Suburban Swingers. If you enjoyed your time with us, give us a follow, a like, heart, whatever, write a review if you feel so inclined. That kind of stuff really helps get the podcast out there for others to listen to as well. So thank you so much and until next time.